Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, thank God it's Friday. What do you think, Rita? I mean, it's been a long week. (laughs) It's the end of the week. It's Memorial Day weekend, and we have Curtis Lewa here. And I understand Curtis is going to be working 50 hours in two days. No, wait, no, wait, wait. There's no 50 hours. He'll create an more. If there were, he would find the 50. Uh, he's, you're going for the marathon, Curtis. Uh, yeah, yes. Is this the marathon? Are you, is this the, in the Guinness Book Guinness of World Book, Records? Memorial Day World weekend. Records. You're going to work almost 50 hours? Well, remember, three months ago, you gave me the chance to break the world record. Yes. And I did. Now... I have a chance to supersede the world record that I established. I'm going to tell you how I'm punishing myself. I'm going to be in here 6 o'clock Monday morning, and me and you will go do Sid's show on Monday morning. That's right. After I substitute for Frank Morano, who's taking another vacation from 1 to 5. How many vacations is he taking? I don't know, but let's face it. We know where he's going, Atlantic City. Oh, by the way, that's why later on in the show, (laughs) we have him to talk about New Jersey. He is cornering the markets. I understand Frank Morano is going to call in later. You know why? They West, West, West Wildwood, 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 New Jersey. No booze, no booze on the beach. in Wildwood. So I, Frank's I, in I, morning. I think, <laughs> no, Frank is going on strike. Uh, that's why I said he's in morning. <laughs> he's crying. If there's no uh, booze in Wildwood, Governor, it won't be wild anymore. It'll just be Wood, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> they rename. They, they, they will rename Good one, Governor Wildwood, Patterson. New Jersey, and call it Tamewood. It has an interesting, Taming it down. an interesting history. Every morning on the boardwalk at Wildwood, they play Kate Smith, God Bless America, when they raise the flag. The pigeons and the seagulls attack people. On the boardwalk, when they go and they buy a slice of pizza or they have an ice cream. And now no booze. No booze. This is incredible. Oh, my goodness. Well, we know Frank Morano's not going down there. Frank Morano's not going to go down there. He's not going to be there, so that's right. In the studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg, who's going to be off next week. You're going to take the whole week off? I'm phoning in every day, three times a day. I didn't know you were off next week. No way, wait. The only problem is... Uh, when we don't expect to uh, uh, get collect calls. <laughs> 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 From a judge, no less. That's not okay, no, that's that's even scarier. <laughs> I will pay for the call and, myself. And Governor, <laughs> Governor David Patterson, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, this weekend, no real plans. We're just going to uh, go out to Long Island and hang out there and... Uh, that's pretty much it. He's oh, already right. on vacation. Look at the way he's dressed. Yeah. He's and already. He's got Another cash. special guest in the studio. We have Margo. Margo, welcome to the studio. Well, thank you. Always a pleasure to be here, and especially sitting by your side. Well, wow. wow. Wait, oh. it, wait. How much did you pay her for that one? Oh, <laughs> That's my God. Margo, wow. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we have, me and Margo, when we leave the studio today, 
you know, we look at the Long Island Expressway. I think we have a four-hour pilgrimage. Yeah, it is going to be because you're you're going to uh, the Hamptons, and it is going to be packed. Uh, but but you never know. You never know. No. Maybe maybe we'll fly away. By the by the way, um, it was of course uh, you had a great night last night. You guys were at the Intrepid. Yeah, well, the Intrepid is always beautiful. We were celebrating Memorial Day. Uh, Bruce Mosler was there. Ken Fisher was there. The, the entire Fisher family. Uh, Carlos del Toro, uh, the uh, uh, Secretary of Navy, was being honored. Beautiful. And uh, I know Carlos del Toro from uh, Soldiers and Sailors, and you know him too from of Soldiers course. and Sailors. Of course, yes, yes, yes. What a great! And I was at yeah. LIU. We had a gala at the Plaza. How uh, how was that? It was great. Um, they raised millions of dollars um, for scholarships for kids in need. And uh, the mayor came. Mayor I, Eric Adams was there. Uh, well, I had Rita. Uh, did you meet the president of LIU? Oh yes, of course, of course. A fantastic woman. Kim Klein is yeah. amazing and has done so much. Um, and I'm part of the Global Service Institute. There's Rock Nation there. It, it was a home run, and it was a beautiful night, everybody, and now, for a great cause. A real breaking news, a real one, uh, Target. Target is losing $9 billion or something? In stock after the uh, Curtis, the, the nip and tuck. Target. Target, the tuck-in uh, bathing suits for young boys uh, so that they can act and walk like a female but still have their knife and spoon and in they fork. bought $9 billion worth of... Uh, that kind of inventory for and children, I, they have to write for young adults. But no, they lost in stock value because people were just so offended at what happened, and they actually ended yeah, up moving right. it to the back of the breaking store. Breaking news: You just got it this afternoon. Yes. Uh, Tell me the other breaking news on Target. Yeah, on Target also, John gave two point one million to LGBTQ group. It's a group that urges schools to hide kids' gender transitions from parents. Can that you they would that? spend that. That's outrageous. What country do we live in? Judge, come on. It makes your eyes bleed, your head explode. If I'm a parent and my kid is going through a psychological crisis, I'm not supposed to know to help him or her. And Target is donating $2.1 million to that, to that group? To this group. Um, and this comes, of course, as we just talked about, the nip and tuck. The group, by the way, is called uh, the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. Uh, Gilson, for brief. Um, and it was a teacher group founded in 1990 uh, with the goal of creating affirming learning environments for LGBTQ Listen, youth. Come I don't on. care what adults do with themselves. You know that. I don't care. Yeah, and uh, adults absolutely. Adults. Right. But when they're trying to do that to kids. And hiding it from parents. That's the other thing, too, John. I mean, well, in this case, the parents don't have to be informed. According to this group, that's crazy. Well, no, you go to a look, I have three sons right in school. If they have to take a St. Joseph baby aspirin, if Nurse Ratchet has to give them a St. Joseph baby aspirin, <laughs> they got to call up the parents. Now they can do a surgery and not inform still, the parents. But they still can't get the aspirin. That's right. They cannot get the St. Joseph baby aspirin. This Governor, is nuts. Governor, you, Especially after a tough surgery. You think, yeah, yeah, you think they give them the aspirin. A little aspirin. <laughs> Governor, you think we're going to need a lot of aspirin. Anymore? I think that there is I, uh, a real divide now because there have been times when uh, when the law has allowed uh, young people who even were below age to be treated in certain ways without parental consent. But this is such a major decision that's being made. It's It's hard to believe that there wouldn't even be parental advisement. Uh, leaving out parental consent 
so it's that crazy. the parents can be part of the, a, 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 a decision that's being made. But to do that to five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, ten-year-olds? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, there's one other thing that bothers me. Uh, I understand the Supreme Court has voted 9-0. And one of the, one of the high-up senators has said that the MAGA, the MAGA Supreme, Supreme Court. Well, how do you call it a MAGA? MAGA Supreme Court when it was the decision was 9-0. <laughs> Can somebody tell me that? Yeah, when you have no regard for the truth, you can say anything. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, when you don't like the result, you blame it on politics when obviously the S- Supreme Court has three justices who are pretty liberal and they voted with the other six. Yeah, I mean, so the, same way, the same way all nine judges the, voted the, against uh, a lot of President Trump's appeals yeah. because they were they were not in order and they were uh, they were wrong. They and, voted and they, nine zero that the EPA is abnormally uh, exceeding, its, exceeding authority. its authority. Right regarding nine zero, yep. and um, God bless America. And, 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 uh, and you know what, John? Maybe the one good, guest. maybe the one good thing about this is that there are judges on the Supreme Court that can look past their beliefs and do what's right. Yeah, you're right. That is good news. You're right. I like That's that. It's good news. You know yeah. why? You know what I said? You know, I got Lara Trump coming on on uh, Sunday. Sunday show, and <laughs> there's one thing we covered with Lara Trump. Lara, in 2024, our country depends on our, our country going in the right direction. Otherwise, we turn into a Venezuela. And uh, right. and it's not. I think in 2024, the message has to be to every American. It's not about uh, Democrats and Republicans. It's about America is at stake. That's. I mean, that's great. But I think you're hired. Do you want a job on the campaign, John? Because we could use a little bit of that whenever we are talking to the American people. We need. To I don't get, get paid. I don't get paid. I don't get paid more than a <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> well, you're hired. I love it. Um, you're right, though. It, it really is a dire situation. And I think every four years we hear the same thing. We hear people say this is the most important election of our, our lifetime. This is the most important election. But I think people feel it right now. I think they feel it is different. I think they feel the stakes are higher. I think they feel that, like you said, it's not about Republican versus Democrat. There is so much that really is good versus evil. There really is so much that is America versus the downfall of our country. And that is really what is at stake. Most people in America have never traveled outside of our borders. Most and people- you're going to hear the rest of that interview on Sunday morning on the Cats Roundtable. Uh, we'll be premiering it at 9 o'clock. And uh, uh, real interesting stuff. I understand one more thing happened today. Uh, Nigeria. Yes. The biggest country in Africa, 200 million people is having the inauguration of its new president. That's a big deal. And guess what? What? They're very upset at the White House. Why is that? They're sending the Secretary of Housing, that's the only person, the highest up person they can find. Wait, wait, wait. Biden isn't going to there either? Do you realize when, when it was King Charles on his coronation, somehow he couldn't make it to that either? That's embarrassing. You know, I you know what? I don't even know who the Secretary of Housing is. It reminds me of the song. What is the song? Oh, <laughs> 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 
let's go. Let's go right now. Wait, wait. Have... That's one of my favorite songs. How could they do that's that? Why I, I played that it. Judge that. Uh, I played it. Let's, let's go, go to Gordon, Gordon Chang. Chang. We've got Gordon Chang, the great China expert, of course. His Twitter feed is Gordon G. Chang. Oh. Uh, Gordon, uh, how did you like uh, All By Myself? And, uh, you know, in the middle of all this, it's so emblematic of how this White House handles foreign policy. Well, it certainly is, because there's been one disaster after another, Rita. And and it started with Afghanistan and then Ukraine. Um, right now in Sudan, um, we will, you're talking about Africa. It looks like China and Russia are going to take it over, which means they'll control the southern approaches to, to the Suez Canal. Um, Libya is destabilized. This is uh, critical for Europe, and Europe is critical to the United States, and the Biden administration is completely missing. You know, also, uh, on the other hand, we are also hearing that, you know, the Biden administration is trying to do a little bit of, like, appeasement again to China, which is just, you know, it's incredible. This White House, it's like, okay, we have the spy balloons, we have all the problems, and we still he has never even asked about COVID, and yet they're trying to say, oh, don't worry, we'll sort of all's forgiven, let's talk. I mean, it is just like it's such an appeasement policy. It's embarrassing. Yes. Over the weekend, um, Biden talked about that silly balloon. Well, you know, Rita, it's the job of the Communist Party to try to minimize its aggression. It's not the job of the president of the United States to do that. The job of the president of the United States, as defined in the Constitution, is to protect the American people. And right now, you know, Biden talks about, oh, I want to talk to China. Well, of course, just yesterday, Microsoft announces that uh, Typhoon Vault um, attack on critical infrastructure of the U.S., especially in Guam. Guam is important because we have our military bases there, and Guam is considered to be the first place that China will attack if it goes after Taiwan because they want to take out the United States. Uh, But I was told, uh, Gordon, is that uh, China is going to wait until see what what happens between Russia and Ukraine before it decides what to do. Well, yes, the um, the fate of Taiwan is being decided on the battlefield of Ukraine. And, you know, China's diplomats in Europe have been saying, look, we should have a ceasefire that recognizes the territorial gains that Russia has made in Ukraine. In other words, splitting up Ukraine. That's um, essentially basically an aggressor's point of view. And Europe, uh, to its credit, has said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, But right now, we are seeing the international system fall apart. And if we can't hold the line in Ukraine, and I know a lot of Americans don't want to hear this, but if we don't hold the line in Ukraine, then we're going to have a war in East Asia as well. And when you consider that uh, North Africa is a fire, that's called World War III, the world at war. Wow, scary stuff. Uh, Governor Governor Patterson? Gordon, how are you? Fine, thank you. And thank you, Governor. Uh, you know, in 1963, and there had been a lot of destabilization in Nigeria, but in 1973, when they settled it down, they inaugurated a president whose name was Abubakar Balawar. And attending wow. that... Wait, wait, can you uh, say that name again? <laughs> Abubakar Balawar was his name. I'm going to quiz you on that and, name shortly, And John. he was, And uh, <laughs> President Kennedy attended that inauguration for exactly the same reason that uh, we wonder why there's no attendance now. And the reason that it's uh, that he wound up assassinating a coup tragically uh, a few years later, and, of course, President Kennedy was assassinated that year. But the point was that in those days, whether it was a Republican or a Democrat, 
the head of the country always warned and knew of what the dangers were. You don't downplay them because then people just think that everything's fine and it's not. If anything, you try to focus as much attention on that just in case it comes true. Yes, and right now we know that uh, Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, can't stop talking about war. Um, and we're seeing breakneck uh, military development in China and the mobilization of Chinese society to go to war. Um, and right now they are purging the Chinese military of flag officers who don't want to go to war. And, you know, we're hearing from the Biden administration saying, oh, well, look, conflict is neither inevitable nor imminent. Well, nothing's inevitable. But, you know, on the time frame, we don't know when the Chinese will decide to go to war. And this is one of those points where the Biden administration is just not understanding the very dangerous dynamics inside the Chinese Communist Party. And Judge Weinberg? Gordon, it's Richard Weinberg. The other interesting issue is the State Department types seem to believe that there's a, a fight going on between the hawks and the doves within China. It seems to me it's the same naivete that they had with respect to what's going on in Iran. What say you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we have tried to play Chinese communist politics for decades, and it's created basically we fail every time at this. You know, the, first of all, the question is, are there any doves left? And if there are, they don't have any meaningful voice. But we've got to remember that the doves are communists, and the communists are, um, they've pledged to destroy the United States. So we're dealing with hawks who want to destroy the U.S. now versus the doves who want to do it later. You know, this is just ridiculous for us to try to play those politics where we don't know what's going on. We should just start to defend ourselves. That's the much better policy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Gordon Chang, thank you well, so I, much. I, I noticed by the way, the HUD secretary that's going to uh, uh, Nigeria is who? Andrew Cuomo. Oh, no, that was wasn't me. it Marsha yeah. no, no, Fudge? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing that name in my sleep. What is I'm hearing that name in my sleep. Something Fudge? Yeah, Marsha Fudge. And Nigeria, as I understand, and Alex is upset. That. Yes, Nigeria's upset. I don't blame them for being upset. Yeah. You know, it's such a pivotal uh, and important. It's the, it's the most important African country. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's take Gordon, a thank you. Gordon, we love thank you. you. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. And Gordon G. Chang is the Twitter. We love you, Gordon. Thank you. And everybody, we got Frank Morano coming up. Uh, he's in mourning uh, because uh, Wildwood, New Jersey is banning alcohol at the beach. And you know how much Frank loves that. You know oh how much. Oh, my God. The <laughs> beach take that the break. Take we'll that find break. out. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we got Frank Morano calling in from places unknown. He panicked. They, they said that there is no, <laughs> yes. no alcohol in Wildwood. I mean, why, how can it be wild if it's not, you know, no alcohol? And the rumor was it might spread to Atlantic City. That's why Frank has panicked. Tell us what the hell is going on down there, Frank. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's great to talk with you. First of all, <laughs> there there are many things you could say about Atlantic City, but one thing they will never do is make something illegal there that's a vice. <laughs> They're only legalizing things. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the, first of all, just to be clear, it is technically illegal to drink alcohol on the beach in New Jersey, but almost everybody does it as long as you put it in a red Solo cup or keep a closed container or you handle it 
it responsibly. It's one of those laws that's just kind of not enforced. So now what the Wildwoods uh, Board of Commissioners did just two days ago is they've decided that they're going to get cracking down on this. The boardwalk and the beach, you're not going to be able to have any alcohol, even if it's in a closed container. I think this is a real overreach. I mean, going to the beach without a hard seltzer or a beer, that's like going to church without praying. It's terrible. And if, <laughs> if there's a problem with young people drinking or if there's a problem with rowdiness, arrest them, give them citations, find them like crazy. But for all the literally tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people that can go to Cape May County every summer and enjoy a can of beer on the beach or on the boardwalk without getting rowdy, why should they be punished? This strikes me as just another attempt to raise revenue when it's the tourists that's putting the money into these beach towns in the first place. You know, you seem to be taking this very personal, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) You well, seem very Rita, what would, it be? what would you lead you to that conclusion? <laughs> Frank, we love you. Why is it hitting such a chord with you? <laughs> well, no, honestly, look, especially a weekend like Memorial Day weekend. Right now, I'm on Staten Island, but I'm across the street from my neighbors, John Charles, Tara. They're all listening to us right now. They're all big fans. They're all, they all have a beer in front of them right now, which is technically illegal, but no one's coming out and arresting them because they're, they're handling it responsibly. And there's a lot of beachgoers that can do that uh, responsibly all the time. So for a rel- it's like John says about the migrants and about the bail reform issue. For whom do the bells toll? Do the bells toll for the 300 violent criminals that are holding New York City hostage? Or they, do they toll for the 8 million New Yorkers that want to live in a safe city? For whom do the bells toll at the Jersey Shore? Is it the, uh, t- are we rearranging our lives for the 2019 year olds that can't drink a beer without being jerked? or the 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people that can go to the Jersey Shore, have a beer on the beach, and chill out without being a jerk. To me, it strikes me as a dramatic overreach. I don't know what Wildwood is thinking here. Uh, Judge, you have a question, I'm sure, for Frank. I just want to know why Frank just gave up his neighbors. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Who are drinking, listening to us. Uh, well, you know, it, there's a long-running feud. I, I put up a New York State flag, and one of them took it down and replaced it with an American flag. So it's my way of getting back at them by publicly outing them. Very nice. Uh, and, Frank, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, we love you, Frank. Uh, thank you. you. Uh, Have a great week. The show sounds great. I'm a big fan of everybody here. Uh, Curtis, thank you for filling in for me on Monday. I'll be talking to you, John, on Monday on as you fill in for Sid Rosenberg. Thanks for everything, and especially thanks for all the great work you've done in, in terms of keeping AM radio in cars. Nobody in America has paid more attention to this than this program has, and it looks like the uh, consumers are going to be the big beneficiaries. And, and Frank, if you see any UFOs, I want you to call in right away but not well it's not (laughs) just me it's not just me it's not just me that's seeing them i don't know if you heard me uh, the other side of midnight this morning and people could check out the podcast at wabcradio.com 50 marines in a video that's now been made public saw saw these triangle-shaped ufos in 2021 now are we going to say these marines are a bunch of drunken hallucinating people frank were they they in wildwood at the time (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was about to say you won't see ufos at wildwood this weekend because there's no booze they may be Frank, it may be the SR-72s. Well, look, I think that's really something that I think a lot of the public is concerned about. And that's what we like to do on the other side of midnight is find out what the mysteries of the world are and explore them and let people have their mind wander. I got another and, uh, serious problem. Curtis mm-hmm. working 50 hours this weekend, 
and four o'clock, he won't let me go to sleep. He says, John, I see your eyes shutting. Don't go to sleep. Yeah, he shouts. <laughs> I'm going to be up for 50 hours this week. Thank you, Frank Morano. The other side of business. Thank you, Monday, Governor. Monday thank you, John. Friday. Thank you. Thank you, Rita. Thank, thank you, Frank. John. We love you. Have a great weekend, Frank. Talk Frank. to you soon. Take care, Judge. Good. And what else? I mean, we got a minute well, well, No, we do. Actually, we have, a song. we have a song. We found the another song. Request, here's another a, question. Here's another. It's karaoke. <laughs> Who are you living now? This is uh, Joe Biden not going this to is, Nigeria. Is, we're living without allies is what we're living without. We're living with it. This was, this was the judge's request. I don't know. Let the record be clear. Those, both of those requests were mine. They were good ones. So thank you They were much. good. It's a holiday weekend. They were and good. later on, we're going to play a little bit tidbit. It's Memorial Day weekend from Jack Jacobs. Yeah, and we're going to play a little Lee Greenwood, too. Do we have that one too. minute tidbit that we're going to oh, do? Oh, yeah. You want to do it now? And we're the interview. Yes. All right. Here, let's, this is Jack, Jack Jacobs, Jacobs, Medal, Medal of Honor recipient. Yeah, one of the greatest Americans ever. Um, and here he is talking about what Memorial Day means. With us today is a Medal of, of Honor recipient, uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs. So, Tell us what he really feels uh, Americans are feeling this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Colonel Jack Jacobs, uh, uh, it was good to see you on the Intrepid the other night, and it, it was good to have the feelings that we had. Uh, give us your feelings on what's going on in America today and how our veterans are feeling and how our soldiers are feeling. Today... We have a very small number of young men and women who are out there uh, willing to protect us, and we, lose, we, we forget about them. Uh, when, they were, when everybody served, uh, it was, you couldn't forget about it. But now that there, there are very few serving, we don't think about them. We only think about them from time to time. And Memorial Day is one of those times we, we need to think about those and the and the young people who went out to defend us who never came back. Um, I think about, I think people who have served think about that all the time, particularly those people who served in combat. Now, wow. uh, I, um, you know, we had a good long talk. He was in, intrepid with me uh, for dinner the other night. He is a great uh, American, and, uh, He is a great too. American. And I had another great talk. He's going to be on, thir- on Sunday morning, too, uh, with Congressman Peter King. Uh, and I said to him, because he's been to Normandy, and I said to him, how many thousands of kids these generals sent in to die on the I, beaches of Normandy? I went to Normandy. Have you been to Normandy? No, I have not. I was actually, I had one of the greatest honors of my life. I was a speaker at the 75th anniversary of Normandy. Um, as many of you know, my father was a prisoner of war, saved by American troops. How many troops. died? Um, thousands upon thousands, especially Omaha Beach. Now, when you go to Omaha Beach, John... I, I don't know how anybody survived. And the guys who saved my dad, they believe, came through Normandy. So to me, I just cried our, when I was there. Our soldiers right now are different than the soldiers from 1940. Yeah, no doubt. I mean. Do you think if some general says to them, go attack that beach and die, will they do it? I think I think many of them will, maybe because I have faith in America and I have faith that so many, there are still so many great people in the military that love this country and do it. But I but think is that they've... a bad decision to attack like that? Well, I think we had no choice. It turned the world. It changed the war. I mean, their success there changed the war. Governor? Uh, I agree with Rita. I, I think that uh, there are a lot of really strong-minded people in the military now. Uh, even now, they go into places where they're not sure if they're coming out. 
And even more than ever, they're not sure how the American people feel well, about them. And we have to make sure this weekend that, that we have we, their back. This, this, we, right. this weekend, we got to make them. Uh, we're assuring them we have their back. We we uh, mourn uh, the uh, the people that gave their lives for us to be here. Absolutely. A, a incredible sacrifice to this country. Incredible. Incredible. And and, and to see the heroism. I, I'm always in awe of the heroism and their well, families, and we too. We have a real uh, uh, soldier, a real West Pointer coming on right after this break. Yeah, we got Tom uh, McCoy. Tom McCoy. Uh, and uh, he's going to give us an update. What the heck is going on? Uh, let's take a break. And we're going to come back with Ty McCoy. And after that, Dr. Peter Michalos to talk about some new things on, in medicine. And Bert Flickinger, how is the retail business going? You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, as we head into Memorial Day weekend, we're talking about what's, of course, also going on in Russia, Ukraine, the war there that is now raging on. I can't believe it. The spring offensive just starting, actually, by Ukraine. And joining us now to talk about all of this is Ty McCoy. He was the former U.S. Assistant Secretary of the Air Force. Um, Ty, great to have you. Before we get into everything with Russia, Ukraine, we were just talking about, you know, what Memorial Day means, uh, really means, uh, as someone who has been there on the front lines. Tell us what you think. Well, it does mean a lot. It gives us a lot of um, inspiration and inspires the troops that are on active duty. Uh, it inspires the veterans to uh, continue to serve the country in civilian capacities. And even more so, it inspires the youth in the country, uh, very, very importantly, to consider a military career. As we know, recruiting is falling short because of many uh, things that are going on in the country and in the political leadership. And uh, the more we understand the sacrifices that were made, the, the more we're likely to uh, have the freedoms that they, all those people fought for, which is what they sacrificed their lives for. So that is a very important milestone each year. Absolutely. You know, you know, John, you were just talking about the, the fight of our troops. Do you feel the morale is still up? Because it's hard when there's not a lot of recruitment now. Well, it's it's very true. The uh, the activities that have been going on with the denigration uh, of the military, the demonization of uh, many aspects of uh, our society, uh, and the uh, the founders and the values, the faith and the like, uh, that discourages uh, people who are willing to potentially serve in the military and sacrifice their lives. And so they're wondering if everything is so bad about the country and so bad about uh, what we've perfected in our union, then they doubt whether it's worth serving. And that is a good way to end up with a military that is understaffed and is unready and unwilling to fight. And that's a very dangerous thing. Now, today, I understand the president uh, has nominated a new uh, chief of uh, staff of of the uh, Military, uh, and, you, and he was the sec- and he was in the Air Force. He was in the Air Force, uh, a four-star general. Do you know? Do, do you know him at all? I don't know him at all, but I have some good friends that are general officers that know him, and others. He's uh, risen through the ranks and uh, done a good job. Uh, he is uh, was the nominated and was had the job of chief of staff of the Air Force uh, in the Pentagon. And I've worked with a number of chiefs there, and not not him. I've known many of his predecessors, 
and uh, now he's being nominated to take the job of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which is the senior military uh, slot in the United States and uh, is uh, very much an advisor to the president and by law to Congress. And uh, his uh, nomination here will probably be a little bit uh, hot because he has espoused a good bit of the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion agenda that is going on at the academies and in the commands. And so many people will be wondering how much he's going to be focusing on uh, recruiting, training, and equipping, and, and getting ready for war and strategy, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, photo ops and suggestions that many people in the military. So are, let, let uh, me get this straight. I just want to get this straight. Now, this secretary uh, of the, I guess the, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. Joint, is that, yeah. Is that and, the position? And, and, he, and, and he was pushing uh, the woke culture on, on our military? Uh, to some degree. Uh, he has, uh, when the uh, number of events have occurred that uh, where members of the military, including at the Air Force Academy and elsewhere, have uh, taken a very, very aggressive stance on criticizing uh, white Americans that are in the military and, and trying to dumb down the uh, the nature of uh, having uh, promotions and having uh, actions in the military reflect. Is this, the, is this the guy that we, we interviewed a few weeks ago, uh, uh, a, uh, a gentleman that was in the military, and, he, and uh, I think he went to the Air Force Academy, and he objected to the fact that uh, they were using for recruitment a uh, LBGQ. Uh... Yeah, there was. Yeah, that we were talking to somebody who was um, uh, complaining about. You know what? What I'm also curious too is what does that do to the strength of our military when you're getting into all these issues with uh, wokeness and and that that's a priority and promoting based on. I, I mean, I'm sorry. You know, uh, we just talked about, and you know it all too well. Um, the importance of our military being strong and being fierce as we're talking about China and Russia. I want to have the strongest military out there, Ty. Well, you're absolutely right. And one of the great strengths of the military uh, and our military in particular is, uh, is technology, which we're very good at and which we have uh, worked to really reach them out and to, to get our military back up to, to the uh, super superiority and technology we have. But if you don't have uh, men and women that can get along and that can bond together that don't respect the uh, overall culture and the uh, belief in America, and they they can't work together because they've been factionalized. Uh, then you have a very weak military that is unsteady and unready, and uh, that's a very great danger because, as Napoleon said, in military matters, the moral is to the physical as three is to one, which means that a, a smaller force that is well led and trained and believes in each other and is willing to fight and overcome great odds and can win. And we've seen that throughout history. Well, I understand. By the way, I just got some uh, news from Washington. Just Somebody just texted me based on this conversation. Uh, what does it say, Rita? It says. It's being held um, up uh, in the Senate. It says. <laughs> no, no, no. I know about it. It rolled here. Okay. It says uh, his nomination is being held up. Uh, by uh, Senator uh, Tuber, I think it's Tuberville, they mean. Yes, um, uh, from Alabama, Senator Tuberville. Is he a Democrat or Republican? Uh, uh, he's, Republican. He's, he's Republican. Republican. He's Republican. He's Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was Navy, uh, Navy guy. 
but it says that it's being held up. Uh, that Senator Tuberville, Tommy Tuberville, um, is holding it up. So that's interesting, maybe because of the woke stuff you were just talking about, John. Well, tied. The whole point of having a military unit it has to be cohesive, and you can't have a cohesive, dedicated unit when you have identity politics being played out and wokeism played out. It's a formula for disaster. What do you say? Should we tell Target? <laughs> the Target stores? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely correct. You need to deal with people on the basis of their competence, their character, their strength, their courage, and promote based on uh, merit and excellence. And when people in a unit, I led a combat unit in Germany and, and in Vietnam, and, and that was uh, made up of all uh, types of people, uh, different ages, uh, and to the degree that uh, the unit worked well and was, was willing to uh, carry out their mission, that, that had to be the underlying uh, premise Ty, and to the degree Ty, that, that was we, we got to go on to our next guest but yeah. the the reason we called you is about the ukraine <laughs> so, so we give spent us the nine minutes we spent nine minutes on anything else give us a one minute report on what's going on well the uh both sides seem to have decided to move into diplomacy disinformation looking at domestic politics and working on their economy energy infrastructure industrial base trade finance and so forth. In the military arena, they're engaging in feints and deception. Uh, they're working on training, re-equipping, resupply, mobilization. And both sides are in kind of a, uh, a repositioning and a, and a positioning uh, both at the strategic level in the country and at the military level, uh, waiting and looking for uh, a weakness or a, an opportunity uh, to uh, strike the other side. So I think that the the, the uh, counter strike by the the Ukrainians will will uh, continue to be delayed a bit uh, while they look to find weakness and look for uh, opportunities to uh, make a counter strike, but without risking uh, a major defeat on their own part, which would shake you know international confidence in them. All right. Well, Ty McCoy, thank you so much. Former U.S. Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, talking about a lot of topics with us, so we appreciate it. Thank great you, to Ty. Have, you here, have Ty. a great Memorial yes. Day weekend. And, thank you. And, and pray for our uh, soldiers and pray for our people. I will do so. Thank you very much. God bless you. Now we, we got go Dr. Peter Milos. Dr. Peter Milos, and uh, uh, he's got some interesting things to tell us. Go he ahead, Peter. Does. Well, happy Memorial Day to everyone, and as we celebrate and honor the 1.1 million Americans killed in action from the start of our country and Memorial Day, we have to thank the women because they're the ones who went to the graves of the Civil War soldiers in October 1864, and that's when it was recorded that the first memorial services began, and that was the birth of Memorial Day. But today, we're going to talk about another fascinating topic, and uh Recently, we've had some increased activity of the sun and more solar flares, which produce more ultraviolet radiation. And what they found is that solar energy can cause birth defects and affect lifespan and fertility. And they looked at 78 million death records from 1979 to 2013. They took out things like accidents, death, and suicide. And then they had 63 million records to look at. And what they found is the intensity of the solar radiation, they measure it by the number of sunspots. So people born or were gestating in those years where there were low spots, low sunspots, they lived 74.4 years for men and 78 for women. When you were born in a year where there were a greater number of sunspots and more solar radiation, you lived, men lived only 66.3 years, and females of all races lived only 70.2 years. So basically, wow. you, you live eight years less 
if you're born in a solar maximum year, and those years were like 1980 and 1990, 2001, and the next peak is going to be in 2025. But in the last few weeks, we've had a bunch of extra solar flares, and that's why they've been having some satellite issues and navigation issues. But normally, we have a certain amount of protection from the magnetic sphere that surrounds the Earth because we're spinning, we're spinning 1,000 miles an hour as we sit here, but all that molten metal creates this magnetic field, and that's why we're alive. It basically repels a lot of the radiation that comes from outer space. And also interesting that the people were two times more likely to be diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, if you were born during one of those peak solar flare years, which is also, I think, pretty, uh, pretty wild. That's wild. Dr. Mikolos, uh, can you yeah. go back before 1980? Because I was just going to wonder how long I'm going to be around. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. 1954. Well, you, can actually, you can actually, there's a great website that uh, I, I watch. It's called spaceweather.com. And you can actually uh, see all the different years. And you get text alerts when the sun is having those solar flares. You have about three days before it hits us on Earth. So we go and live in the, the subways? Where, yeah, what do we do? What do we do for the three days before? No, definitely don't. don't. That's the last place you want to go. You're, you're better off staying indoors, and if you're a pregnant woman, you're better off staying indoors when it's peak wow. solar flare, because we wow. know, and it's just the same thing with women who are pregnant, in my opinion, and a lot of the research, when 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 we're gestating and we're just developing, we don't want to be at 40,000 feet in an airplane for a lot of transatlantic flights because when we're replicating and multiplying quickly and a, a, a neonate and a newborn is, is happening and an embryo is happening, it's more likely to get these defects. And they think that it damages DNA, it damages cell membrane, and it also does something to folate, which is something very important that we need for development. And this study was also confirmed. They did it in in Norway and in the Norwegian population, they found the same thing. If you were born in the solar maximum, whether you're a man or a woman, you live 5.2 years less. So it's wow. fascinating stuff and things that we didn't know. But now with uh, large computers and AI and you can look at medical records, you can find these things out. So another thing to think about and uh, protect. What, what was that family. website again? Yeah. Spaceweather.com. Wow, you always have such great stuff, Peter. We love you. Everybody, he's the best, like, dinner partner because you learn so much. I love it. I love it. Well, and happy Memorial Day. And remember, freedom isn't free, and freedom is priceless. And we thank all the soldiers who serve every day and protect us. Thank you very much. Dr. Peter Mihalos, we love you. Um, Have a good weekend, too. And thank you for always informing us and telling us something new and interesting. We appreciate it. And, uh, and John, when we come back, uh, we got Bert Flickinger, who's going to be talking about retail prices and the economy. There's a lot to talk about. Stay lot, with us here. A lot here. to talk about. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, we're back for the last interview uh, for uh, for the week. For the week. It's been and a busy Memorial week. Memorial wow. Day weekend. And uh uh, Bert Flickenchurch is with us, and he is one smart guy when it comes to consumer uh, products. Uh, by the way, Bert, I don't know if you can answer this one. Um, uh, there's there's a, a a problem, judge. There's a problem right. in California, right, Bert? It's Richard Weinberg. There's a new regulation in California. Effective next year, all trucks have to be zero emissions. So that means you have to replace next year, one yeah. year. Yeah. How's that possible? All- no kidding. Yeah, how do you? No, that's, okay, that's the problem. So you're going to get rid of the diesel trucks, which move the products, 
and they're going to replace them with electric. And, of course, they don't have the uh, the grid to supply all the trucks, and they move slower. They're heavier weight, so you have less uh, goods on the, on the truck, and you don't have uh, the infrastructure to support all this, and it's much more expensive. Other than that, it's a great idea, Bert. What do you think? Judge Weinberg, uh, you're completely correct. A year ago, we couldn't get 200 ships from overseas unloaded in the ports of California. Next year, we're not going to be able to get trucks over the Rockies uh, to keep people in essential food and medicines in California. And John, Rita, and Judge, it's the Tennessee-Ernie Ford economy for 166 million people or about two-thirds of the country. Another day's work, uh, what do you get? uh, just uh, deeper in debt. And uh, that's what Tennessee Ernie Ford said a uh, generation ago. And that's what's affecting most Americans today as we go into this uh, Labor Day weekend where there's so much to give thanks for people's service. Uh, but at the same time, uh, pe- people are living paycheck to paycheck and can't pay their bills. So what's ahead, uh, Bert Flickinger? You're like the greatest consumer expert out there. What's what's ahead with retail? Like, wh- where do you see the stores going and the money going? Uh, read read uh, two things. One, uh, they're concerning double negatives, according to the U.S. Department of Commerce. That is, May sales are are down, trailing thirty days, and year over year, trailing twelve months down. Furniture, consumer electronics, uh, build, building supplies, sporting goods. So anything uh, that a person doesn't consume to stay alive, as uh, Dr. Peter Mikolos guides so well on all your and John shows, uh, consumer can't afford it. And the credit card rates are uh, going up as consumers are now have record uh, credit card debt. So consumers have record debt. Washington has uh, record debt, and there doesn't seem to be a solution so far. What, what's the thing you always ask, uh, Bert, John? Uh, is what's the price of Orioles, or what was the what is the what's the what's the barometer you always ask about? I think it's eggs or uh, Orioles. Or animal and crackers. Eggs, yeah, it might have been animal crackers. And 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 and, and John would would be proud of his favorite uh, Buffalo grocer, Joe Dash, and family, uh, who have taken eggs uh, from some competitors. At five ninety nine, Joe Dash is by selling all the eggs you can uh, buy this week. A uh, large dozen, ninety nine cents. So, egg prices are are coming down, but potato chips are still eighty nine cents a bag more than last year because of price gouging. Uh, steak is about fifty cents a pound more, and Kraft cheese singles are about sixty cents a pound more. Uh, so, even though crop year prices in t- in terms of uh, foods are coming down on a commodity basis. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission isn't regulating uh, the price uh, decreases to raise the shopper's standard of living. And it's really concer- concerning with uh, what Judge Weinberg referenced on the, on the trucking restrictions. It's going to be even higher prices next year than this year. I mean, if it brings uh, California to a standstill, it's going to bring the whole all the Western states to a standstill. Yeah, the country. I mean, it's terrible. The woke agenda. I'm wondering, like, how much? Just in I mean, general, I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, how much country. is that how, killing? How the... self-destructive this yeah. we have to be? It, it's especially since California is the number one producing state uh, for agriculture, uh, both for domestic consumption and for exports overseas. So, so it's double jeopardy. Uh, for both Americans and people who depend on uh, food uh, raised in the great California farms from the Salinas Valley that John Steinbeck wrote about, 
uh, to where uh, my Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, and Daryl LaMonica grew up in the Fresno farming area. All right. Well, wow. Well, Bert Flickinger, thank you Bert, very much. I hope to see you in the Hamptons this weekend. Yes, sir. We and, have uh, we, we have a, a breakfast in the usual place, and we have the uh, uh, district, the usual suspects, the usual suspects, and we have a big <laughs> breakfast for the uh, district attorney out there. Well, that means you have some good stuff to talk about uh, next week on the show too. So I can't wait to hear. Well, look, always good stuff. He's a common sense district attorney. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know if he's a Democrat or Republican. Yeah, well, that's good because he just as does long, a good job. That's what matters. By the way. Um, I think we should also close out the show with a little bit of uh, a good patriotic without, song. Without Superman? Yeah. With, well, let's, All right, let's, what's, what's the song we're going to play? Play yeah. Margo's. Margo's favorite this song. This is Margo's favorite song. To be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.